This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you as always by the good people at Fight Game Media. But this time, unlike usual, we are live. We are live right now on YouTube. We are ready for your questions, your comments, mainly your insults. And uh, Kevin, (laughs) I am about to start imbibing some alcoholic beverages. Um, I don't have any energy drinks with me tonight. I've got whiskey, tequila, Diet Coke, everything a man needs to talk about. (laughs) The glory and splendor that was AEW double or nothing. I'm looking for the I'm looking for the comments. Where are you people? Listen, you assholes. You need to get in this chat right now. Kevin, (laughs) this was an interesting pay-per-view tonight. There were it started out with what I believe was a five-star battle royal. Maybe yeah. the best I've ever seen of when you look at traditional battle royals. Mm-hmm. Then there was a bit of a cliff, but my God, it a came bit. back strong at the end. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of discussion over the next few days over, was this a good pay-per-view? Was this a bad pay-per-view? But after the, the with the beginning, the ending, and I liked a lot in between, I have to say this was a real good pay-per-view because AEW only gives us good pay-per-views even yeah. when they're bad they're pretty damn good <laughs> even when they're it's like pizza yeah exactly that's exactly right where's all my alcohol here we go here we go i'm gonna start pouring myself a, a jack and diet here i'm a just a water and a 70s glass for me tonight is your water usually um blue Kevin, that's the glass ele- that's electric blue. I don't believe that at all. That is, that is some sort of very it's colorful gin, Romulan ale, or something like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> all right, where do you want to start? Let's see. Start Sam, the beginning, the end. Well, first of all, Sam Shipman is invading our comments right now. Sam from Power Bombshells. Andy Bowen has inspired me. Or I've inspired him. He's grabbing a beer. I, I hope Sam will grab something. Um, yeah, where do you want to start? Let, well, I think we should start with the main event and uh, okay. and move back from there, Kevin. Great. All right. All right. Let's, I guess uh... neither of us has anything to say about that. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on Sorry. to the title match. Were you, were you happy 
with AEW making the choice to to put on the world title match in the co-main event. And I want to know in the comments what you guys thought as well. In hindsight, they did it exactly the way they should have. Right. So uh, any criticism that I would have had before that um, would have been wrong. Anarchy right. should have closed the show. Uh, and as, uh, they yeah. made the exact right call. I had the exact right call. I don't know how that match was great. And it Which... deserved and it deserved to to not be spoiled by the exhaustion that would right. have come after anarchy. Real quick, and 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 Sam and Andy in the comments, let me know if you give me the answer to this if you have it and we don't. Which young buck was the one who's going to be shitting ta- thumbtacks for the next two to three months? Which which buck I, was that? I believe that was Matt. I think Matt Kevin Matt went Matt through took it. some punishment. He yeah, he the, went some th- he went through some things. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would rather rewatch the tax and the heel or rewatch Sid Vicious's compound fracture. Oh, I gosh. really don't know. I have no <laughs> I, clue. It's uh, close for me. I have a thing about tax. I just don't I don't like them in matches because number one, I don't think they uh it's who someone put in the Discord when we were following this that it should have been Legos. Yeah, he slammed his bare foot <laughs> into them because that I'm like, okay, that I would like quit. I would quit they, the match. They've got a bunch of kids though. He may be nearly immune to Legos. That's true. At this point, that's by true. the way. Sam is watching with her sister. Mike Gilbert's here, ready to talk about the Virginia Brazil UFOs. I'm sure we can pack that in near the end of the show. <laughs> she says it is Matt, and uh, Sam says she hopes we'll he's had a tetanus shot. We'll oh cover it all. God. So what was your, do you have a particular favorite moment from, uh, from anarchy in the arena? And do you think from, it topped last year, which we experienced live? Oh God. Uh, it's hard to say because of that. Now, nothing topped the moment of Eddie Kingston coming out with a gas can intending to burn the place down. <laughs> and I, I re- go ahead. I, I thought, I thought that that moment might be Matt Jackson driving a white pickup truck into the arena after Claudio left him for dead in the back. I was, I was sure that was going to happen. I thought he might run but, uh, all of them over the entire Blackpool yeah. combat club, <laughs> but instead he just Apparently, limped down. I mean, for I me, it's gotta be the exploding boot Sue. with no explanation. <laughs> I mean, well, like he cast some sort of Hogwarts fan. spell or something. There is now a fan in the crowd who's going to be able to inspect that boot. It's probably on Twitter as we speak. And I think the most athletic move of the entire night goes to Claudio Castagnoli kicking that boot into the crowd like 150 yards. Yeah, I must have been distracted at that moment because I didn't catch. The first time, I didn't quite catch what he had when he booted it. And I thought it was a beach ball because uh i had heard there was a beach ball bouncing around and i thought they recreated the uh, deal from uh rob several years ago the elite really went full avengers tonight we had exploding boots (laughs) we had captain america pants with shields poses it was was pretty great yeah but in the end it wasn't enough it was not enough i think everybody in the discord was thinking the exact same thing i was because i am clearly not special and that is that we are going to get um we're going to get a match with Kenny we're going to get the golden lovers 
versus Takeshita yeah. and somebody. Yeah. I don't care who. I hope it's Yuta. I think I think this is all uh I think this is all working up towards I've heard they're going to attempt to do a blood and guts at all in. And uh at all they, in. And, at all in. I've heard they're gonna wow. do it all that's the plan, or they're hoping okay. to do it. And so we would need one more person on the side of the elite. Yep. Yep. Um, even though Adam Page has his full eye back, that's not enough for five people. That's and right. so we need one more. And my God, I hope it's I, I I really need the reunion of the Golden Lovers. Yeah. I I would love to see the Golden Lovers reunite at Forbidden Door. Because you gotta see them in a, in a straight tax man. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, I was struggling to re- remember the name. Kota Ibushi and it just hit me. That's why I yelled it like a <laughs> moron. Yeah. Stadium Stampede in Wembley with Ibushi is still what, what uh, Sam wants. What I think Sam wants? It. Yeah. That, hey, that, that would be Cause, amazing. Because the That'd one be thing amazing, with Blood and Guts Sam. is you have to do the two rings. Yeah. So the whole show would have the two rings, which is always kind of awkward for all the matches that aren't that. Well, that helps, but, um, that helps sell out the arena because that's like 200 fewer tickets they have That's to true. sell to get the to get this up. By yeah. the way, have we heard anything on ticket sales recently? Last I heard was a few weeks ago. I want to know if, if they're at seventy see Puppet Up wants to know if they're at seventy thousand yet. I haven't heard any updates about that. Everyone started Nothing. talking about uh uh United Center and every, got a little yeah. distracted. Punk sucks all the air out of every room and there's been no talk about all these other issues. Not really issues, mm-hmm. but like areas of interest to pro wrestling fans since the punk stuff started kicking off again. Yeah. He was posting on Instagram tonight during uh, anarchy in the arena. Who was he burying? Uh, nobody. He just put a bunch of Danhausen faces on the uh, collision poster. That, that was a steal. <laughs> that was a steal. Think so? that, that He's just got access. It's right. Oh man. If only we'd had Danhausen in, in some capacity tonight, not even on the, uh, Unless he was in the first 30 seconds of the pre-show, no, I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you, you watched the pre-show, correct? Uh, most of it, yeah. I was kind of in and out doing things. They, ha- they had like a four-person booth. Was mm-hmm. that Will Washington? No. In the, it wasn't? I don't think, no, no. Who was that man? I don't Who know. Was I wasn't well-dressed really man paying attention really... during that part. Oh, my God. I wasn't God. sure. Somebody in the comments, let me know who that man was in the in the really nice purple suit. Usually, I'd be burying somebody in a purple suit. I was he just waiting it off for really well. I was just watching Stokely Hathaway uh, continually wait for his time to talk and then not get it because <laughs> Paul White just kept saying two or three things instead of just one. There was one line I can't remember what it was, but Paul was so happy that everybody laughed at it. You, I've never seen such pride in a man. By the it way, was... if you were if you were watching us live, we, we're seeing that number climb up. Let us know you're here. Uh, just just check in in the comments. We want to know who's here, who's watching with us, and let us know what you thought about Double or Nothing. Do I have to do a plug, Kevin? If I if I have to do a might. plug, I'll, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to do a couple okay. shots of what is this? T- Terramana. Of course, for Terramana, the rocks. I had to have the Rocks tequila for this okay. show because Stokely Hathaway's is not available yet. Or Ricky Starks. <laughs> it's not yet. Does he is he is he um starting the drink line? 
I have to think he's working on it. By the way, we had this, we had um, last night, this morning, something like that. There was word that Will Hobbs had, had removed himself yes. from, the, um, from the Battle Royal. Yes. And because of that, in solidarity, the rest of QTV were pulled from the Battle Royal. Yes. I, do, do you agree with me in believing that is what allowed us to have a five-star Battle Royal? That we I could think that not was probably the missing had. piece, yeah. Yeah. Removing them, less is more. I don't know who I don't know who replaced them, but it was fantastic, and we're still we still need to move backwards to that. Um, yeah. So, what do you? I guess what's the next step? Where do we go from here with Blackpool versus the Elite? Well, let's it's, see. It's a good while until if this does. If this does come to a conclusion at all in, mm-hmm. we've got a we've got a long time to you've got go. Got a long, a long way to go, to go, and you've got a forbidden door in between. So, you know, you depends on how the when they start um, hinting at Ibushi. I guess uh, someone posted that uh, Kenny did a post show promo. Yeah, uh, probably lying on his back where he, <laughs> he he teased maybe having to go outside of AEW to bring in some people to uh, even the odds right um so that could start right away i mean uh yeah. last year uh the wednesday after forbidden door they immediately started plugging i mean sorry the wednesday after double or nothing they immediately yeah. started plugging forbidden door i'm so <clears> excited <throat> for forbidden door i'm so excited yeah hopefully everyone stays healthy big pig did not like AEW's pay-per-view says the best match of the night happened on nxt hmm. and just to be clear he's called big pig because he is a pig, and he is big. He's big, just like just Big Bill. Letting, yeah, exactly like Big Bill. Exactly. <laughs> His like name big is Bill, Bill, and he's freaking big. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I only watched one show, so I can't really address that. I don't. I don't really know how you watch both. And yeah, had a good thing. Uh oh, we just got to run in. Hold on. We have a live report from the arena. Paul Fontaine on the streets of oh, Las wait, Vegas. Oh, wait. i got to get rid of the explosion over his face. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to hear you guys. Paul, Can we you have an explosion us? over your face, so I would like for you to start cursing immediately. Oh, there you go. Hey, man, how's it going? What's up? I'm doing good. So you... we, the general consensus of this show is awesome. <laughs> we we were talking about how people watching at home in the middle of the show were hating on the show, but it had an incredible beginning, an incredible last couple matches. Um, yep. And I don't know what more you can really ask hey, look, for out of AEW. No, and the opener way over delivered. Oh, here's Jeremy Finestone. Hey, uh, Jeremy. Great matches tonight. Had a great time. Hi, everybody. Real quick, everyone, everyone there on the streets of Vegas, what was your favorite match of the night? Okay, favorite match of the night. Quick. Battle Royal. Ba- Battle Royal. Battle Royal. Main event from just about everyone else. It was always going to be the beginning of the end. For me, yeah. it was the Anarchy in the Arena. I thought yeah. very close. Not the match of the year, but like top three. Maybe. What, how do you compare it to last year? Um, I thought it was better. Okay. Uh, our friend Dean thought it was a little bit worse. I really like the story and I like the ending a lot. I liked the was way it, they ended the music this year. Yeah. Yes, I liked, they, they, oh, that was perfect. It was perfect. 
Oh, Eric, was... look at uh, look at Steve's shirt. What is that? Oh, it's a. Is that Don? Is that Tom Callis? That is am- that's amazing. Team Filthy, repping Team Filthy. Nice. We've got quite the fight game media representation there just outside the T-Mobile arena. Um, Was this show better or worse than you expected? It was better than I expected. It was better than I expected. So there's a little commentary going on here. Is it the worst AW pay-per-view outside of Daly's Place? And, like, I don't even want to talk. Like, I don't even want to get in that conversation because I don't care. I love the show. It, it doesn't matter if it's the worst because it was still very good. That's exactly. the thing. AEW yeah. doesn't give us bad pay-per-views ever. And I have thought – I did think the last one wasn't as good as the others. It was still phenomenal. And this one was this one was awesome. Well, it was and, my and you, favorite. It, it started out, Paul, with my favorite battle royal of all time. I've never seen okay. a better battle royal. I, I, I mean, I maybe like outside of royal, a couple of the royal rumbles, maybe I right. would say that. But the royal rumbles, I don't count because they're non-traditional. Okay. You know. Okay. So yeah. for a traditional battle royal, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look who just arrived. Look who just. Oh arrived. my God! Who is it? This is What's great. Up? Hey, My man, happy birthday! Darryl. Happy birthday! <laughs> we got everybody here. Okay, if you are in if you are in Las Vegas right now with the Fight Game Media crew, what's the next step? Where do you go from here, Paul? Where are I'm y'all heading next? Karaoke. I'm going to the karaoke party soon. Oh, that's Sorry. fantastic! Paul, Paul did a sneak attack on me. Uh, <laughs> so. My quick second analysis. Yeah. The two main, the two last matches for what they were doing, great spectacles. Yep. I didn't like the Chris Statlander thing. Oh, gotcha. That's right. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We're going to get into that. Beat Jade up and say on Wednesday, your belt is mine. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I compared it to Honky Tonk Man and Ultimate Warrior at SummerSlam. That's because you're old. That's because I'm old. I th- here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. I think this is what Garrett would say, too, is Honky Tonk Man didn't just wrestle a match. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, it, I see his so point. I uh, One other thing I, I uh, wanted to say to you guys, Becky, Becky went hey, to Becky. the loo just before Anarchy in the Arena. And she happened to run into some members of the Blackpool Combat Club in the women's restroom. Blackpool Combat Club warming up for their match. Oh, that is awesome, Becky! Yeah, I was singing "Carry On My Way" with some of the speakers. So three, three double or nothings in a row. I've been in the section that John Moxley has entered the arena in, and at the Winnipeg Dynamite, he did that as well. You know how to pick them, Paul. It can't be coincidence. John Moxley is is. Tapping into my phone to find out what section I'm in yeah. to make sure that he comes down my section. There's 8,000 sections in there. What are the odds? Is there a strong Becky Moxley connection? I feel like there's a oh, Becky yeah. Moxley connection here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Making there, your there dreams couple, come true. Just haven't, she's Nobody. keeping it on the QT. Keep that here. Don't tell anybody. Cut that okay. out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We won't stream it live on YouTube. We're cutting it in post. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, yeah, uh, Renee is it's, she's a she's like a front. It's, Kevin. It's really Becky. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul, I'm gonna say, 
like my glo- the, my glory days in Vegas were like eight to ten years ago, and you could not get a signal in the arena during the UFC. There's clearly been a large upgrade in the in the inter- in the Wi-Fi in buildings like the T-Mobile because we were talking to you the whole show. I'm using 3G actually. I'm not even using Wi-Fi. So. Really? Maybe that's yeah. the secret. Nobody there's trying is even trying 3G. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I should I should go because I want to leave on top. And okay. I can't wait to listen to this recap on the plane home, ride home tomorrow. I'm going to do karaoke till about 2 in the morning, sleep for two hours, <laughs> and I get on a plane. All oh, right. Good luck, James. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thanks for running Have in. Have a great night. All right. Take care. See you guys. Love to everybody. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Loved seeing, loved seeing um, Double G. Loved seeing all the new people. I don't know Becky well. Um, really exciting to see all the people just hyped up after the show. And that right there shows you, for all the critics, there's going to be people criticizing this show, but everyone leaving loved this show. Everyone leaving's in a great mood. Yeah. Let's see. Marcus Munoz says the UFC is better than AEW. We had a lot of UFC um, signage tonight. A lot of people yeah. are wondering what that was. It's the official arena of the UFC. Yeah, so you're going to have a lot of signage. Um, let me tell you, though, uh, until the UFC gets Danhausen on the screen, they're dead to me. They're dead to me. <laughs> and I've covered the UFC for 15 <clears throat> years now, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the real issue is Danhausen. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No Danhausen. No. Do you want to talk about? Yeah. Puppet ups into this. Do you want to talk about the returning Chris Statlander right now? Double G brought, brought it up. He didn't like it. He didn't like it in the chat during the show. Yeah. I, here's the deal. It like there was a different way to do it, like he described, which would have been fine. But that's always the way it's done, and I like it that it was done differently. The only thing I would have preferred is if Chris Statlander came out in the exact same makeup and tassels and everything as the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. For some reason, been... I've had that in my head for yeah. months. That that's how she'd return. Yeah, that um, would have been amazing. Listen, it's what everybody wanted. They got it, and it popped the crowd when the crowd needed to get popped. The crowd yes, needed a right. shot in the arm, and yeah. that, and they gave it to us. And I think more than anything it did what they needed it to do right then and there. And it helped make this a successful pay-per-view. You remember last year they had anarchy in the the middle of the show and then they had a long downtime and the whole, and they also had a much longer show. Yeah. And, and by the end it was pretty tiring. 
you know, everyone it, oh, was yes. pretty done. This time, I think they realized like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little bit of a dip in the middle, and let's and put Statlander on, give a big win right off the bat to wake people up, and then just go straight to those two main events. Yeah, I think that was really smart. I I uh, I don't disagree with what Garrett was saying in no. terms of like what you should and shouldn't do and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I agree that it probably would have been better you know, from a business sense or whatever to say, okay, she comes out, she lays out Jade. And then later in the show, they're like, Hey, this Wednesday, she'll get the title match on TBS and she could beat her there. What's I don't think this hurts Chris at all. I don't think anyone's going to be saying, Oh, she beat a Jade Cargill that was already tired. Everyone is just so happy that she's back. We're probably going to get, we're probably going to get an immediate rematch very well. They've said Jade's Maybe. taking some vacation time. Yeah. That's word Fight- on the street. Yeah, Fightful reported that, that she could right. be uh, taking some time off right away. So I think, yeah, just disappear her for a little while and uh, let her when come she back comes back, When she comes back, it'll be huge. Yeah, it'll when she comes huge. back, she could be in a completely different division, even. Listen, she could be coming after uh, Tony Storm, for all we know. And if, if anybody out there, that's right, tell them, pump it up. If anybody out there thinks J- that Jade Cargill is not worthy of this title, Let's not forget, we just saw Wheeler Yuta pin Kenny Omega in the middle of that ring, correct? Mm -hmm. This woman spent six months, six months doing nothing but choking out Wheeler Yuta on being the elite. Six months. Right. This woman is a powerhouse. (laughs) That's right. That's right. See, people forget about that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. And as you pointed out, the reason best friends couldn't come out and celebrate with her. Sue had Sue to pick had, him up at seven. Sue had to pick him up in seven so she could be in bed by eight. That's right. Got to get that's, that minivan. That's right. When, when it comes, you don't get to hang around. So, yeah. so now let's, okay, let's talk about the title match. Let's talk about it. I was actually really surprised that Jungle Boy didn't turn. He still may turn, but I really was mm-hmm. sure he was going to do it in this match. That might have been a red herring they wanted us to think. And I, I definitely just, wanted you to think. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And uh, people kind of booed when he didn't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it <laughs> they was wanted a, to see it. You know, for uh, having a terrible build, it was a great match. And we always said, this is going to be a great match. And mm-hmm. because I'm guessing a, possibly because of the pregnancy announcement by Sammy Guevara, Sammy was as over as anybody there but MJF. Darby Allen oddly felt a little dead Mm -hmm. compared to the other. When generally he has been the number two in the buildup to this, but tonight he felt like an also ran. He didn't feel like he was really as big a part of this as he should have been. Yeah. you uh, To me. To me. You haven't been watching All Access that much, have you? So... No, not at all. Okay, so Sammy's a major character on that. And, you know, obviously it's a very contrived show. They're playing up certain things. But the character on All Access of Sammy Guevara, I think, is fairly genuine to who he really is, which is a guy who works really hard and thinks Mm -hmm. he could be a main event talent if he's given the shot. So when he gets a shot, he He goes all out. And I think that's true of his AEW career. And I think it was true tonight. I think he was like... I think he said early in the match, he looked at the camera and said, this is my night. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what he was thinking. He's like, I'm, I'm announcing that I'm going to be a dad on the air and I'm going to go freaking make people want me in the main event. 
And he did. And, uh, he and really did. He did. He did great. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody really came through. I, I do think Jungle Boy did seem stale a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just the same old look. Everyone kind of had a new look other than Darby. And, you know, he just looked like same old Jungle Boy, which I thought yeah. was part of the act, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah. By the way, uh, Sam Shipman is reporting the scrum is starting with MJF. Says no bleeding or pickles. And Andy <laughs> Bowen, and I agree with this, Andy Bowen. He says, I don't think Jade loses anything finally losing, but her undefeated gimmick was stale. I think you're right. The gimmick was stale, mm-hmm. and this is what they needed to do. She needs a little bit of a reset. I think she's going to come back. I'm, I'm really, I think she's been slowly turning face. Yeah. And I'm wondering if we're going to get a heel Chris Statlander. Uh, and that might mm. be part of why they did this. And that's going to help introduce her as a heel potentially, um, maybe I, as soon as Wednesday. My sense is they'll just be separated. I think this is a one-off, okay. and yeah. Jade will go away for a little bit, and she'll come back in a different mix, maybe even on a different show. Yeah, like maybe she'll be Collision bound, and they'll keep Statlander on um, Wednesdays because it's the TBS yeah. title. Right? Who knows? We're about to, things are about to get real weird in AEW, Kevin. Real weird. (laughs) They are. I don't know if I'm ready for it. There's nothing I hate more than a brand split, um, especially a brand split with nothing but troublemakers. That's going to be really interesting. Before we move on to these other matches, um, we're just talking about how Sammy Guevara really probably raised his his star power here Mm -hmm. a little bit in this match. Let's talk about some other people who really had a good pay-per-view. Clearly, this one was good for Wheeler Yuta. Um, but I've been singing his praises to some extent for a while. Big Bill had a killer battle royal. Yeah, he did. They put him over like a million bucks. He did an amazing job. I think he went out at the right spot. But I really hope they make a move with him. And one of the things I've been saying is seeing him in there in his like jeans and cowboy boots. He feels like mean Mark Callis before Mark Callis became the undertaker. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just one gimmick away and maybe, maybe they can make a big deal out of him just as big bill, you know? Yeah. But uh, this was the biggest, this was the most attention uh, and the yeah. most, yeah. this is the biggest spot of his AEW biggest, career. This was the far. biggest bill that's ever billed in AEW. Yeah, but easily, easily. Now let's talk about the people who lowered their their status tonight. Um, let's talk particularly about Tony Khan's fedora. <laughs> You're right. You buried the lead. Yeah, yeah. Before the show, they uh, <laughs> they did the uh, what would they call it? The opening ceremony. The opening ceremony to the, the Owen, Owen Hart Foundation Memorial Cup, Cup or whatever tournament. They did not bring out uh, Adam Cole or uh, Britt Baker to surrender their uh, title belts. Or Which seems like a huge waste. Yeah, seems like yeah. This seems like they should have done that. And then I um, I, I both like that they give. What's her name? Is it Samantha Hart? It's not Samantha Martha. Hart. Martha, Martha Hart. Hart. Um, it, I both like that they give her the opportunity to kind of do her thing at, at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's always, I mean, we've only done it twice. It's always a little awkward. And then Tony Khan said, you know what? If this isn't awkward enough already, I'm about to take it to the next level. <laughs> That's a great spin on that. That's a oh great my spin. God. He said, I don't want her beer. to feel awkward. Hold so I'm going to go beer, Martha. I'm saving uh, you. 
Yeah, I'm gonna. Nobody's nobody's thinking about her fascinators right. no. now. No, they're thinking. I, I feel really bad that I forgot about the fascinators. The last year she wore the fascinator. <laughs> yeah. and was like, let's make this a tradition. Yeah, to wear fascinators every year, and um, you know, I threw a Mardi Gras yeah. party at work this year, and uh, we did a little contest, and the winner won a Mardi Gras fascinator with a piece of fake fried chicken in it. <laughs> and let me tell you, that man proudly wears it to this day. <laughs> I don't think he does, but day. I don't think yeah. he does, but let's, I, I'm assuming he puts it on when he gets home from work. Well, sure. Yeah. When you need to feel yourself. Yeah, exactly. When you're really feeling yourself. Um, so do you think the battle Royal being as good as it was, might have been a little bit of a hindrance in why people weren't as keen on the next couple of matches because I got really hyped up during that match. They used yeah. it to build a number of storylines mm-hmm. really, really well. And then at yes. the end we had orange Cassidy versus swerve, which was phenomenal. And I felt like it's the first time we've really got to see swerve perform with anybody outside of Keith Lee since he can't, he started in the company. Yeah. Pretty it was much. awesome. Yeah, and, and so even though Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, I, I'm thinking if I'd watched their match independently, I might have liked it more mm-hmm. if I hadn't just come off that that sugar high, that sugar rush of that yeah. of that of the battle royal. I think that was definitely a risk of, because I don't know if anyone expected it to be that good. I mean, people are forgetting good. Orange Cassidy's the MVP of AEW. Yeah, he is. I think that's clear now. Yeah. And yeah, uh, last six months, easy. Yeah, he has he's been. been amazing. Um, before that, though, on the undercard, on the undercard, on the pre-show, we had the Hardys and Hook take on Ethan Page and the Guns. Yep. Um, I'd even I'd forgotten that was happening. Um, I enjoyed seeing Hook. That's really all I've got on that. Yeah, no big deal. Other than the Jeff looked horrible and looks like he should not be uh, wrestling, which we've known since last year's. We, we've known for a while. Uh, double. I just, I really just want them to get a goodbye, yeah, storyline going. A final, mm-hmm. the Hardy's last ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if their ladders involved. I hope they're not. Um, and it should happen at the compound. Um, or maybe they, maybe they take a ride to Sandy Fork. Wouldn't mind seeing that either. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Once uh, Jeff can practice, he can show Mark Briscoe some of his lawn mowing techniques. That's right. Really that's can. exactly right. Yeah. Um. All right. Where do you want to go from here, Kevin? Uh, let's see. What about? Um, we'll By just start way. start from there from the from the beginning. So Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. I was, I I didn't understand why they were putting a unsanctioned match on. A mat on a show with anarchy in the arena, it seemed redundant because yeah, and they you're either you're either going to steal thunder from the main event or you're going to hold back yeah, and, and they, they kind of held and back. they clearly held back. Um, also, I, I I hate to say this, um, like somebody somebody came by and was watching that first match with me, mm-hmm. and they know Chris Jericho from back in the day, and when they're, they're like, "That's Chris Jericho," and I'm like, "Yeah," they just kind of grimaced. Yeah, it's kind of did a did a cringe face. Yeah, Chris is slowing down. Mm-hmm. I think it affected this match. Um, 
also there were so many gimmick matches on this show mm-hmm. yeah that i couldn't keep up with all of it particularly yeah. the uh the open house rules match right i didn't have any clue what the hell was going on i didn't know what was legal what was not legal which again which i said in the chat that tells you how invested i was in this which i wasn't at all until um the entrance which was awesome and i almost switched teams from sky blue to julia hart but i stayed loyal <laughs> even though it was tough because yeah. the, the the darkness and the nails and all that yeah i love Just it pushed her buttons huh uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the freddy krueger um, hands man yeah the jericho thing. thing it was just kind of boring it was like it was just it, it, i liked it, i liked the match with roderick strong more oh easy it was on on right. dynamite but I think that's because that night they didn't also have another big match like that to do. Yeah. So they could go all over the arena and play with the Mr. Frosty or whatever it was called. And, yeah. And there was no stuff. ice cream in the entire match. Yeah, no. And then they did the whole push on having Sabu out there with to ward off the JAS. And then they mm-hmm. were there for five minutes. Sabu like broke his back or threw a hip or something going through a table just right off the bat. And then that's it. Is that what ha- is the, I, I I saw it I saw him go through the, the yeah. table, but what was he really escorted out? Was he injured? No, I mean he got up and he kind of like they kind of all kind of brawled to the back and then you know he's seventy nine years old people right. He I'm probably lying. That. Let me go find his real age here. Sting is the best and worst thing that's happened in AEW over the last three years because <laughs> now every sixty year old star thinks that they can go out there and beat yeah. the Undertaker. It's kind of like when Sting retires, there'll be this this deal where they keep trying to replace Sting, and they just right. keep breaking old retired men. Well, they're kind of doing that with uh, Billy Gunn. They're kind of yeah. treating him like Sting now, where he's like the whole match is building to a hot tag for like 75-year-old Billy Gunn to come take on the three <laughs> baddest men, like these demons from hell. Billy Gunn shouldn't be taking any bumps whatsoever. Sabu is a hard living. A yeah. very hard living fifty eight. Yeah. Which is seventy nine. Yeah. I think good in a suit you know, though. He did. He really did. Yeah. Um, and I do like that he did have his one he has his one point to the sky move. Yeah. That he does after every single footstep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um it's kinda they he should have a match with the Pentagon so they could just have a showdown between pointing to the sky and the zero marrow and then never touch, and then it's a time limit draw. You know, by the way, I really liked Pentagon in the Battle Royal, but I always, listen, I, I like the Lucha Brothers a lot, but I love when Pentagon is going one-on-one with somebody. Mm-hmm. When I feel like he's a single, and he did, he he had so many great spots in this show with guys who were like main eventers, and I loved it. Also, Keith Lee looked like a monster in this. Keith Lee looked like a monster the way he should, yeah. Who was it that eliminated him? Was it Bill? Was it Bill? I I can't remember. Was it Brian Cage? It was Cage. Yeah, I think it was Brian it was Cage. Cage. Yeah, because he he works for Swerve. You know, I'm. It's so weird to me, and I still would like an explanation, which I'm never going to get. That we get we have no Brian Cage for almost two years, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, they just give him a call, and he's here, he's ready to go. Yeah, like were they just not using him because they didn't have any ideas. That's insane. It's crazy. And now it's like, Oh, 
We've got we have we have a we have a show completely dedicated to problem children. Miro's back. <laughs> like what? I didn't even know he was yeah. a problem child. All I knew is he wanted to kill God. But right. that's not like problematic in wrestling. We've had those matches. <laughs> that's, before. Not, that's not problematic in wrestling. You know? Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but all of a sudden, and then Andrade. Andrade's ready to go to WWE immediately. Yeah. CM Punk calls. No. He's back. He's ready to roll, son. That's right. I don't know. They're just, all good. Thunder Rosa's back doesn't hurt anymore, I guess. Yeah. I, it's my amazing. God. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, what tag teams are going to be there to wrestle FTR. I'm assuming we're going to have to have House of Black versus FTR. But right now we've got FTR versus um, building to a, a building to a match with Bullet the Golden Elite. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Bullet Club. Exactly. Bullet Club Gold, not the Golden Elite. Good God. Um, which makes me think they're going to be on, they're going to be on collision, which yeah, I would kind. Of, that's one thing we talked about is I kind of would like to have CM Punk or just build that club, throw in CM Punk, throw in Will Hobbs, and that's a monster faction yeah. that you would have so much fun with. Punk doesn't need it. I feel like they kind of need it right now. And then, of course, like we said last week. You build to CM Punk versus Jay White, which yeah, is a match absolutely. I think every hardcore wants to see. Yeah, I think that's the, the that's the collision program of the year. I think. Yeah. If, if they. But then that means over. Ricky Ricky Starks is then on Collision, um, which he's been a rampage yeah, guy. It feels I like for a while. I think there was a joke in the Discord that was I was asking like who's going to be left. Yeah. On Wednesdays and in, in some in someone I think Paul said the elite. And I was like, great. They <laughs> can just do best of seven matches, like all seven matches on the same show just Let's a full time. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be AW Dynamite Collision Course where everyone wrestles everyone, like the, the <laughs> old school WCW pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah, that was collision course. And I loved it, even though everyone else I think all the adults hated it. All right, let's see. What did you think of Jade Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie? I thought it was one of her better matches. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely one of her better matches. And I she really debuted like, some new moves. I like how the two of them match up because yeah. I like that. I like the, uh, you know, someone who has the same strengths as her comes in and and does that. So I like the way that they. I like the way that it. Um, I just like the. Day. I like the way it played yeah, out. I thought it was a. Yeah. I thought it was a good yeah. match. I've liked their matches against each other, and again, yeah. Jade Cargill is growing, and I like that in every one of on every one of the pay per views we've had her on. Mm-hmm. She's she's shown new moves. She's shown new things, mm-hmm. and I thought this was a good one. I thought her selling was good. Mm-hmm. Um, her whatever she did, I can't even remember what it was. She did off the top rope that Taya met with with her caught her with her knees. Oh yeah, I, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, her entrance was awesome. Her entrance yeah. with her sorority sisters and the pretty girls walk like this. I, mm-hmm. I loved that. I really yeah. liked it. And it, cool. and again, I think it it felt like felt like a face entrance almost. Yeah, I'm 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 really if this is a reset for her, I'm really relieved because I think she's yeah. ready to to. I think she will connect with people a lot more as. You know, kind of the not to uh, um, compare it too much, but like kind of the Bianca Belair, where it's like this is a super athlete, yeah, like Black Excellence character. You know who, yeah. uh, you know, like I, I, I really think you know people will root for her 
if given the chance. And I think it was right to bring her out as like the arrogant star at first, but I think people really want her to do well. Yeah. Kind of like a Chris Statlander. I think I'm in a very different way, but like, I think if you, I think if you brought, I don't know, you know what the future is for the other women's division, but like if you brought uh, Jade back to challenge Tony storm, I think people would get into it. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we've had a few more people pop into the chat. We'd love to let, we'd love if you let us know in the comments who you are, where you're watching from, that sort of thing, uh, and tell us what you thought of the pay per view. Tell us what you thought of AEW Dynamite. By the way, real quick, if you like what we're talking about here, if you like the boom, if you like pro wrestling uh, in general, uh, for just five dollars a month, you can subscribe to Fight Game Media's patreon for exclusive shows extended shows and weekly shows that you can't get on the free feed to check that out go to fightgamemedia.com no don't go go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia uh if you want to hop onto our discord which we had a great time talking about the show uh on the discord tonight uh email uh is what is it gg G-G at fightgamemedia.com exactly gg at fightgamemedia.com that's for garrett gonzalez of course are El Capitan, and of course, right here on the subscribe to the YouTube, you're going to get a lot of original shows like this every week. Specifically on Sundays, we always get the power bombshells at one o'clock Eastern, and uh, there's a number of other shows that that occur yeah. here on the YouTube. First, speaking so, of strong style, is that's the right. New Japan show, Jeremy Feinstone, who just appeared briefly on our on our camera from the ago. street mean streets of las vegas that's right possibly that's right. on the corner yeah never mind i'm not if you're I'm into if you're a, a if you're a aw watcher and you're into forbidden door but haven't been watching new japan i bet the uh, speaking of strong style show would be a great show to that follow is, the next six weeks or so yes sure it's is kind of essential it's i think yeah. it's it's definitely going to be essential as he's going to help you realize what's being built to on that side and who these yeah. people are that are going to be coming in are going to be key at forbidden door and forbidden door of course is going to lead to a lot of the major things we believe they're going to happen at all in mm-hmm. and then the next like day or the next week yeah. at all out it, like yeah. new japan is going to be key so speaking of strong style as a show you want to be watching you want to be listening to let's see i made i made a little bit of a heat index here Okay. Both a positive and a negative one. Oh, great. Um, All I did was take notes. How dare you? So, my negative heat index. Okay. Number one, and these are not in order. Okay. Number one, Tony Khan's fedora. (laughs) Yeah. Number two, Christopher Jericho. Okay. Number, you know what? I put this one in the wrong list here. Um, The ladder match with no rules, I did not like. Um, I didn't like that, even though Wardlow had the really cool spot off the ladder, mm-hmm. I hated that Luchasaurus laid there for 10 minutes waiting for Wardlow to get set up. He like yeah. scooted and adjusted really well. I made an entire Italian dinner, um, <laughs> walked puppet up, all of it, yeah. while yeah. Wardlow was Bottom. working his way up that ladder. It was a tall ladder. It was a very tall ladder. Um, by the way, really, really happy that Wardlow is not grievously injured after that match. Yes. Which he yes. was almost grievously injured a number of occasions. Dude, that spot where he jumped from the turnbuckle to the ladder. Yes, and, his foot and the ladder collapsed. the rung. Yeah. 
Ooh, I was, was sure. I was sure he was never going to walk yeah. again. Dante Martin was sitting at home watching that and thinking, <laughs> yes. you fool. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, here's something else I liked. So a lot of people are like, oh, man, the acclaimed aren't the same once they lost the titles. I was not like I was fading coming off the FTR match, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I was coming. I was coming down. Yeah. When. um, Well, let's see. Watch that. Where what? Where where did that match happen? Trying to happen find right it after the, the Tony list. Storm, Jamie Hayter match. That's we'll, what it was. We'll get into. Yeah, I was I was down. I was not hyped. Yeah. And their yeah. music hit. And the thing is, they have the most high energy entrance in wrestling. And I got hyped up again. I got hyped up yeah. again because I remembered I love the acclaimed. Everybody yeah. loves the Everybody acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah. And um, the Dominic uh, Mysterio line was phenomenal. <laughs> um, Getting touched by it, a kid named Dominic. That's right. It was so, so good. Um, and I think, okay, so let's go over my positives here. Okay. I love the Tenru combo punch chop by Dax. Uh-huh. I loved the entire battle royal. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Really glad uh, QTV got pulled from that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I love that Arn Anderson consumed a man's finger, consumed a human's finger, That's bit it. it off, swallowed it, blood all over his face. It was like he. It was like he. It, I don't even know what happened there. It was. It. I can explain this, Kevin. It looked it looked to... like it looked like he just sort of like like if like if you were to take a chicken leg, mm-hmm. a fried chicken leg, and then just like rip the skin off but leave all the meat on it. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it appeared to be. I think just the 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 what do you call it the degloving of the finger. Mm-hmm. I think is all he needs to do to power his finger Glock, which oh, can murder people. That was how he, he has the to, bullets. In. He ha- yes, he has to consume. At minimum, the skin of the finger I see. to make that work. At to least that's real. as as far as I understand. And I'm yeah, I know a good bit about firearms. I'm very um, relieved that he did not pull out the Glock in this uh, in this uh, uh, match. I was afraid that like yeah. Luchasaurus would be like climbing the ladder to pull it down for Jared, <laughs> and like Arn would like would pull shoot out the Glock and shoot him off of it. Yeah. Oh my God! It would have been just like King Kong as he falls off the Empire State <laughs> Building as Arn hits him with yeah. the Glock. Yeah. One of my favorite things in this show, which I think has already gotten been forgotten by a lot of the people who watched it, mm-hmm. was a few weeks ago we got to see a really terrible beatdown of Britt Baker when she was yeah. handcuffed and she, well, her man was handcuffed. Her man was handcuffed. She yeah. was kendo sticked lightly. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker came in tonight and showed every one of these mother effers, how you beat someone down with a kendo stick. It was glorious. It was a work of art, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. That was great. Should have been the finish. Should like have been the finish. It was, they should have wrapped it up immediately. Right away. Yeah. They went a little too long. They got a mm-hmm. little too greedy. Um and then they just ran out of match. Like it was yeah. it to me it was just like they they just ran out of things to do, so they just kept punching until it ended. But it didn't feel like it didn't feel like Cole like whether went into a murderous rage or you know. Yeah. He sh- it, it should have been him punching until the referee physically 
pulls right. him off and he's still trying to punch. It's it hard needed to be blatantly obvious. Yes. This man is unconscious. He can't defend yeah. himself. Yeah. This is over. But it wasn't obvious. No. It wasn't as obvious as it should have been. Yeah. The thing is, Cole, I really like Adam Cole, but he basically has one gear. Yeah. At this of intensity. And he didn't go to the next gear. Uh, to... <laughs> It was the very difficult. He uh, he didn't go to the next gear. And one year ago at this time, we were watching Eddie Kingston do the pretty much the same feud with yeah. just the personal hatred of Chris Jericho. And you thought that man was going to murder someone. Yeah. He's, and <laughs> he's pouring gas everywhere. Pouring gas on him. And he looked, he had that cold stare of just like, this is, this is it. We're both going to hell tonight. And, and I did not get that from Adam Cole. I got, I got, I got the same Cole that I would get at like NXT war games. Yeah. By the way, have you been watching ROH? No, I've been paying for it, but I've not been watching it. <laughs> Sam Shipman. If you are still here, have you been watching ROH? Cause I want to know what the hell's going on with Eddie Kingston. Is anything happening over there with him? I think he had a uh, hernia surgery. To. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. And we're hoping he'll be back around Forbidden Door. Um, I'm taking it. Kevin, I took an extra day off work. Okay. So I don't have to be back at work until Wednesday. Nice. So I think that's what I'm going to be doing on Tuesday is I'm just going to be watching some ROH to try and figure out what the hell's going on over there. Who's doing what? That's good. Sa Sam is here. Sam has been watching. Sam has Eddie Kingston been on the show at all? Has he been cutting promos? Anything like that? You can cut a promo with a after hernia surgery. Did I just make it up that he had hernia surgery? I don't know why. I think you're right. Oh, he did. You're okay. making it up. Confirmed. But did okay. send a video after Kenta won at Resurgence to challenge him for the strong championship. That's what I'm talking about. That That is a fighter right there. That's a man's man. That's a woman's man right there who is recovering from hernia surgery and still challenging people like Kenta. You know what? I'm toasting to I'm toasting to Eddie Kingston. <laughs> All right. Let's oh, talk about uh FTR and Mark Briscoe and Jeff Jarrett. I was so not happy that AEW signed Jay Lethal, who I liked. Yeah. And Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And then they bring in Karen Jarrett and it's just full TNA. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. They're so good. They're so they good. are so good. <laughs> Everyone in that group, Sanjay Dutt is so good, and Satnam, who has no right to be so good, is still so good. As in, Satnam carrying a baby was great. Satnam in overalls was great. Satnam looking like a billionaire wearing his nice suit yes. is amazing. And I yeah. know, and I, I know, I have full confidence that when they're ready to debut Satnam, it's not going to be exactly like Hook, but it's kind of going to be like Hook and that he's going to be, I just have a feeling he's going to be way better than he has any right to be. Yeah. And uh, I love him. Uh, and I really did. Some people were saying, oh, they they never had a shot at beating FTR. I did. I oh, thought they I had a it. shot. You, yeah. I bought it. You bought it. Paul Fontaine bought it. Yeah. I and really I think thought they, they were going to win. I think I they could they, have. They totally could have, could have, and it would, probably would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been really good. They were so the, over. Yeah. And the Karen, star. Karen Jarrett in her, what, third appearance? Yeah. 
they were were they chanting f you karen is that what they were chanting yes, yes. she had that crowd wrapped around her little finger they yeah. hated her and yeah. that's so impressive mm-hmm. despite by the way the star of this match the true star of this match was mark briscoe was, no no i'd like to say mark briscoe it was dual pencil it was dual <laughs> pencil sanjay dutt <laughs> one behind pencils. each year yeah yeah pay-per-view pencils on two sanjay pe- dutt two pay-per-view penciled up yeah. on a sunday evening yeah my god mark briscoe was also very very good he was good. I I I didn't notice it, but a lot of people pointed out that on the he first for, uh, near fall, he, he, he forgot he forgot he, he, was, he was the ref. He, he forgot, forgot he was the ref. ref. I just I just love the idea of him being in the match, being God, this is a good match. Yeah, and then just forgetting that he's not just watching. If that was a mistake on his part, it's a yeah. beautiful mistake. Oh, it's perfect for his because character because he is a wrestler, not a referee. Yeah, who by the way was rocking full camo camo referee attire it was beautiful yeah yeah if i were him and i'd been a wrestler i would have just been like this is awesome i'm getting to watch this match up close oh shit was i supposed to count 100 (laughs) percent me yeah it works for the character too yeah it's perfect for the character because he's like he's not a dumb guy but he's kind of a dumb guy you know Mm -hmm. yeah he's goofy and that's something he's he's a simple he's a simple man Yes, he's he knows about chickens. That's right. Not about refereeing. No, he knows fighting and chickens. It's exactly and tag right. team wrestling because they always called they always said he was the strategist of the uh, of the Briscoes tag team. I think that is a very kind thing for people to have said about yeah. Mark Briscoe. Very yeah. kind. What'd you think of? Uh, so well, one thing I liked about it was they had a straight up good old fashioned tag team match, and then they yeah. did all the crazy overbooking stuff like super yeah. fast. What did you think oh. about Aubrey Edwards taking a guitar shot? You know, a lot of people had been talking about how Aubrey's eye makeup, which was, mm-hmm. it felt like it was her eye makeup was done by a um, makeup artist on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Like, so the people in the cheap seats could see the makeup. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people felt like she, she, she deserved that. She deserved that shot <laughs> oh. for the makeup. Oh. And how dare they? How, how dare, dare they? they? I'm glad that they gave, that they gave um, Aubrey semi night off in Vegas with her fantastic Vegas strip um, makeup. Um, I enjoyed it very much. I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. By the way, Sam says that uh, Eddie came out and helped FTR beat up the workhorsemen. I can't imagine they needed that help that bad. And Andy Bowen says, I hope this leads to Jay turning face and eventually teaming with Mark Briscoe. You know, it would be cool. It seems pretty far away from right now. You know, Kevin, early on, we talked a lot about who this man's been a tag team his whole life. Yeah. Who would he team with? Mm hmm. Jay Lethal is somebody we didn't think of, mm-hmm. but it'd be awesome. Of course, it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I would enjoy that very much. Um, yeah, but yeah. no, I like the match. It was a really good match. It's not one people are going to talk about. Did you hear that horrible sound, Kevin? A little bit, but wasn't in too your bad. ears. Okay, that's fine. It wasn't. It was bad. nightmarish for some of us. <laughs> um, it's not a match people are going to be talking about as one of their favorites, but it was, I really, really enjoyed the match. Um, some say it was a little overbooked. I enjoyed it. I think you knew it was going to be, cause it's the TNA yeah. crew. 
and how many yeah. people they have in the corner. Um, they came out with so many people. Yeah, so I, many I just people. I feel like I feel like Karen Jarrett tried to get a good t- a good seat, and Tony's like, I can't. We don't have enough seats. We don't have enough tickets. We can't give you a ticket. <laughs> We're you gonna have to write you out. the program. Yeah, you can right. be with the guys at ringside, but we can't put you in a seat. And right. that's what she chose. Okay. Yep. Sam yep. says Orange Cassidy just said in the scrum that he would fight Zack Saber Jr. That would be a great match. I would love that match. Now, whether that if that match happened at Forbidden Door. I, I, I could see there being a rematch at mm-hmm. all. I still think Orange Cassidy, I don't want him to ever lose the title, just like mm-hmm. everybody else, but he has to at some point, and it needs to be at all in. It needs to be at an international event, mm-hmm. and it would be phenomenal for him to lose that title to Zack Sabre Jr., yeah. possibly in a rematch from Forbidden Door. So each one of them has a title right now. Yeah, Saber is the what is it? The IWGP TV champion, right? Which is really a fun. What I have seen of ROH are his title matches, which I think there's a 15 minute time limit. Yeah, so they make them really fun. So I think it'd be pretty fun to see uh, Orange Cassidy in a like do a title, um, title for title, or maybe like one title's defended on one show and the other title's defended on the other. Okay, so yeah, maybe that... like uh, Orange Cassidy. He could lose both. Like he could lose, he could go for the title match, go to a time limit draw at Forbidden Door. Right. That's just super fun. And then maybe uh, Zack Sabre gets the title shot uh, there. Yeah. Sam says she loves the IWTV TV title match. I, lo- I like matches. I like belts, divisions that have rules you can remember. Yeah. Unlike the trios title right now, but oh my god! But I like I like when titles have certain parameters like that constraints, and having a fifteen minute time limit is great, especially for a wrestler like uh, Zack Saber Jr. Absolutely, um, I, I think I, I don't know. I just really think that Orange versus Zack could be better than Orange versus Will Osprey, and that was a great match. It was wow. so good. I really do think so, it could be better though. Old words, um, right? That was All like right. your match of the year last year, wasn't it? It was. I think it was. It was definitely top was one, top of ours, two yeah. or three. Yeah, what one of us? Um, okay, so one match we haven't talked about yet. By the way, the most over person in Wardlover's Christian Cage was the turtleneck. It was yes, neither human turtleneck chance. Oh my god, <laughs> turtleneck chance. Let's see. Andy Bowen says have Orange lose at Forbidden Door. He takes off the time to come back at All Out because All Out needs something. Mm, um, mm-hmm. That's a good point. All In is going to be really stacked. Mm-hmm. All, they're they're going to have to have things built to play off immediately into All Out, Yep. which I'm hoping and I'm hearing that both are going to be on Max, the former oh, HBO okay. Max. Um, hopefully that happens. Well, I don't know. I just spent – I just, uh, <laughs> I just uh, bought the uh, 2023 pay-per-view package on Fight. Oh my God! Where it, it's uh, all the shows for the rest of the year. Uh, uh, so hopefully they don't get moved to Max, which is the first thing I, I had. Think, as soon as I, I don't think it'll be all. I think it's going to be those two, and I think it's because they're so close together. Yeah. And the fact they're going to they need things to help boost Max subscribers at the moment, 
and I think that's going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? I could, the thing is, it could be a plan that doesn't work out. By the way, real quickly, um, there is some phenomenal. There's a lot of problems with Max right now. Um, mm-hmm. One of which is, and this is particularly problematic because of the rider strike at the moment. Mm. They had to throw together Max so quickly with a lot of new content from Discovery Plus that they just have directors, producers, everybody, creators listed under. Um, oh, what? What have you seen this, Kevin? Mm-hmm. What? It's all listed under like creators or something like that. So nobody's properly listed as to who they are, directors, producers, any of that, which um, Writers Guild, Directors Guild, Producers Guild, all freaking out. Right. And it's really just these the like the people who actually do the work, they're doing the programming, right? didn't have the time. Yeah. And so they just came up with like a way to throw it all in there so the names were there. Oh, gosh. And then last night on TikTok, I saw a phenomenal video where it's like, oh, Max doesn't know if you're a real person take this test and it's like um, which of the like there's an image of the number like 17 Mm -hmm. and then it's like pictures of dice and it's like which one like which of the next three pictures equals the number 17 but like the little pointer to go to the next slide is covering some of the dice so you never know what it is. So then you have to go to audio, like an audio uh-huh. test. And it's like, which of these patterns is repeating? And it's these weird fever dream audio patterns that are insane. And the people are like cracking up. This is the way to get through the, are you like a real person? Not just how many crosswalks do you see? Yeah. It seems like a little bit of a nightmare at, the, at this oh point. So they may need all in and all out yeah. to, to get these subscribers. They will. It's good timing. It is good. It is really good timing. Um, we haven't really talked about Tony Storm defeating Jamie Hayter. We no. listen, everybody knows Jamie Hayter's injured right now. Yeah. I really hate that she's injured right now. Yeah. I hope it's yeah. not that serious. Have you heard, or Sam, have you heard, or Andy Bowen, have you heard exactly what the injury is? Like I've heard shoulder. I have heard rotator cuff. Oh, no. I don't know how reliable that is. Oh, um, no. We need Joe Rogan to send her to get some it. stem cells. Yeah. <laughs> get her all fixed up. Hopefully, it's pretty minor. I mean, she worked. Yeah. You know, there was a, there was a point into where a she lot raised her arm up. Yeah, there was a point where she raised her arm up, and you could tell that underneath the arm was, like, a lot of, like, um, you know, when bruises kind of go green, like they've... You know, Kevin, like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I know it's sexist. That's what I know. <laughs> How dare you? How I'm dare you? About when there's bruising. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. She, uh, Sam says Tony cut a promo on Jamie in the scrum and TK was like, what the hell? Um, I've only heard rotator cuff from Kevin. So you're the only one spreading okay, these well, lies. Starting, these starting sexist rumors lies about mystery green, bruises and rotator cuffs. Gangrene rotator cuffs on the underarm. If you've heard it, hey, if it turns out to be true, I'm really smart. <laughs> I think I, no, that that's kind of what I've heard, but I've not really been. Listen, man, it's kind of a mystery. I'm, having, I'm very new yeah. to this nine to five world, and I've mm-hmm. got a long weekend, so I've been committed to doing 
neither jack nor shit. <laughs> neither so I've one, not huh? looked. I've not. Yeah, neither one. I've not looked into this too thoroughly. Yeah, and I have not been asking the questions of the few connections I have in the wrestling world. Um, well, they've been before this match and during this match. They were they were talking a lot about Wembley in terms of uh, Jimmy. Yeah. So. The only I thing I can think of is whatever whatever she's dealing with, yeah. uh, whatever level of realness it is, um, it seems like they at least are hopeful that in, you know, what would that be, two months? Yeah. Uh, two or three months that she would be ready. So hopefully yeah, uh, this is sidelining her to recover so that she can come back bigger than ever, which I think would be great. Yes. Um. I did not like how they did this. It killed the crowd. It, it just did. broke everyone's hearts because she's so over. And nobody wanted to see her just get beat down. Nobody wanted to see that. No, it's better. I guess it is better. Listen, nobody wants to see Tony Storm have a second interim title. Nobody wanted that. Right. Right. That she needed to sucked. beat her for the title. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there had to have been a better way to do it. Just copy the Cody play, like have her come out yeah, in the ring gear with the belt. When she takes it off, she reveals that her whole arm is thing. And, and it's like, they just it, say, it she's could have been, you know, could have been makeup. It could have looked yeah. like Tony Stark's arm after right. he snaps with the infinity stones. <laughs> right. That's the way to do it, man. Just her yeah. entire, that half of her body. Is and then just do the match crisp. and have to, I mean, I don't mind the people interfering and, you know, yeah. Brit coming out and stuff like that, but it was just like, they didn't need to overdo it the way they did because yeah. it didn't make Tony look all that great. You know, no. Tony is the best choice right now, probably. Um, unless they decided to go with Ruby because Ruby has uh, been killing it right now. As Ruby a, as has been heel. killing it. But one thing I'm going to say is a lot of people were talking in the in the Discord about how mm-hmm. Wardlow lost all his heat when he when the top when he lost the top knot to Samoa Joe. Right. right. Tony Storm right now is rocking double top knots. It looks oh, yeah, great. Great. It looks yeah. phenomenal. I really do think it affects the way I think about her as a wrestler. Like I really like the look. Yeah. And it may have added, given her that that extra dice that roll snide. of charisma. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm sure they're having to juggle things around with that storyline, mm-hmm. but, um, they've got enough talent in the storyline, I think, to make it work. Um, trying to think, I think we just hit, we hit all the matches. Let's see. Yeah. Ty versus Jade. What, what did you think? And I'm curious to hear what people in the comments think about this again. I'm very big on aesthetics. I don't know why, but I am. It might be my OCD. But things like the hair on Tony Storm mm-hmm. really do affect the way I, I see a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And gear really mm-hmm. affects the way I see a wrestler. Mm-hmm. I want to know what people thought of Chris Statlander's gear. I know a lot of us were really excited about her comeback. A lot of us had ideas as to what she would look like, as in she always had, even at, even post-Alien gimmick, she would have really cool mm-hmm. like face paint that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering what people thought, what people thought about her gear. Let's see, we've got Dolly Pool has joined the chat. Top, top five biggest future in order. We're going to get to this, by the way, so people at home can be listening. Again, if you're listening to the podcast and not watching us on YouTube, 
Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Hook, Dominic Mysterio. We're going to come back to this once we're done talking gear, which will take like three seconds. Let's see. Um, yeah, I what, do you, what did you I, think? I wasn't crazy. I wasn't like crazy about it. I didn't like it. Uh, mostly because I thought her look in that time when she dropped the alien gimmick mm-hmm. uh, and she got hurt, her look was really cool. It was yeah. really badass. I think it should and have gone was, back to something like that and, yeah. and literally maybe like it was it this was an ultimate warrior like moment mm-hmm. and i'm not joking when i always for some reason i always thought with the face paint it should be something that's like an homage to the ultimate warrior um something something brighter something a little a little 80s you know you want her to get vegas strip eyeshadows you want her you want her to get the you know what uh, i think that there might have been a, a mix bit. up i think there was a mix up between her and Aubrey Edwards. I think she was supposed Maybe. to get that that makeup, and she got Aubrey's dark makeup. But it was all Maybe. kind of dark, and it was all felt a little muddled, and that it was mm-hmm. it was just a little dark and muddy. Yeah. When she is, and this is something people have been hyped about. It should have been bright. It should have been a little flashy. Um, and I'm I, I thought it was a shame that she didn't have a different look, which also makes me wonder if they might make her a heel, and that she's got this dark muddy look. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm still thinking. I I think they're going to do what they did last time, which was she was this. You know, she had the more than the woman, more than a woman, uh, catchphrase on the tights. Yeah, um, this kind of like, you know, super. I, it's kind of cool that I think um, uh, the women's division AEW right now has like these super women like Jimmy yeah. Hater, uh, Jade. Uh, Taya to a certain degree, and now yep. Statlander, like these kind of like I hate to use the word hosses for a women's division, but just yeah. these like heavy hitters, yeah, uh, that can just have like really hard hitting matches. Do you and, include uh, Taya in that? I'm curious. I do, yeah, because I think that's how she's been presented is I like feel... this really heavy, you know, the spears and the big clotheslines, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, like I do like Taya Valkyrie, like I really like her. Um, did some work you know, including her on MLW mm-hmm. with reels, but I feel like the crowd was dead when she came out. Yeah. She's not that over. No, she's not that over. And I think she, there's gotta be a way to get her that over Dolly pool saying Tony storm wear a potato sack. So be the hottest spud in the field. That's a great way of putting it. No um, Tony said, she'll slap the tits <laughs> off of Jake. Cargill. <laughs> <laughs> thank okay. you sam for that comment and, and that is from keeps... that is yeah. from right now that is from the scrum yeah. that is from the post-fight press conference yeah my god if uh if she keeps up with lines like that she'll have a great <laughs> world title run yeah yes oh, here's something. andy on her gear not a goofy alien anymore or badass i keep her away from the best friends you know so i was about to ask to that up, so they couldn't be there but I, was about to ask that. I do like keeping her away from the best friends. I completely agree with that. I think she needs to have her own identity and not get tied in with them right now. I can uh, see that. I, yeah. I, I hate to admit that. So I can't say it, but I, I, I hear you feel you and agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> TK yeah. was Sam said, TK was like, please stop. Poor, poor Tony. Every, every press conference. Now he's just, he's just got Tony, PTSD. He's Tony just dreading. Is not ready for these people. No. And I'm wondering if he, if he felt like that hat, that fedora was like a way of protecting himself. 
like Magneto's helmet in relation to Professor X, but it's right. not. It's not. No. No. Should have worn a fascinator. Sam, that's right. Sam, I cannot wait to watch this press conference after this podcast is over. It sounds phenomenal. Okay. Dolly Pool's question. In Dolly Dolly Pool, top five biggest future in order, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Hook, Dominic Mysterio. I'm going to start with my favorite, who I think has the worst future in pro wrestling. And that's Darby Allen, because I don't think he has much of a future because mm-hmm. he is talking about retiring already. And he's serious. Yeah. Skateboarding is his passion. I think he is probably making a lot of money right now in AEW. And w- once he's saved up enough, he's got a TV show being made. He's hanging out with Tony Hawk. Yeah. I think that's what he wants to do. He's and just going to become a person, a media personality. Yeah, and I think he'll probably, if he's smart, come back every three or four years mm-hmm. for a couple of matches. I think he might be AEW's Brock Lesnar in a way, like that, where he just shows up every <laughs> great comparison. few years for a big yeah. paycheck. Yeah. But I think he could be the biggest, but I don't think he wants to be. So yeah. I think he's he's at the bottom. Or even, or even yeah, either straight up retiring before yeah. too long or – Semi being the guy who comes in and works three months a year. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it would be dumb for him not to, cause I think he's so popular right now that if mm-hmm. he does walk away, it will be a huge news story. WWE will probably try and pull him in. He's going to say no, but like, why wouldn't you come back for like a million dollars for three months? Right. There's right. no reason not to. It helps. It helps spread yeah. word on, on what you're doing, your podcast, your TV shows, all that. I think that's the move. Especially I, if they get with the with in with Warner and and they're looking for more reality type talent based on personalities. Yeah. You know, a, a max show of Darby Allen, you know, climbing Everest and yeah. you know, doing Daredevil stuff around the world would I can see I can see almost like a jackass, but without the foolishness. It's like a it's like a I'm imagining it's like a cross between uh, Jackass and Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, absolutely. And it's him and all of his skateboarding friends. And, yeah. And he brings them in and they go, you right. know. They, they just live life to the fullest. What I'm about to say, I realize is bullshit. Okay. okay. All right. But it's like he pulls in some crazy famous monk and they like skateboard down the Himalayas and then have right. a great meal together. In a sh- yeah. in, like him and a Sherpa. Like right. that's the show right there. Yeah. And then he reflects on his life for like 90 seconds. Yeah. It's as, like, you, as they're you watched, putting the bones back in place yeah. in his legs. Have you watched uh, the movie, the menu? I've not watched the menu okay. yet. Okay, There's a character John Lugazama plays that he's like a over the hill uh, movie star. Who's about to pitch a reality show. That's sort of um, right. sort of an Anthony Bourdain kind of thing. Okay. And him describing it is pretty much that he's like, so yeah, you know, try like a monkey head and whatever. Then I reflect on my life for 90 seconds in and out. Boom, boom. (laughs) By the way, I'm not in intense pain at the moment. I know Mm -hmm. it looks like I do. Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm sitting at kind of a built in desk and Mm -hmm. my dog puppet up is right under the desk. Oh, and she just let loose the most vicious fart. I've ever dealt with in my entire life. It is so bad. And I wish I could escape it, but I can't. Um, 
Let's see. So Sam says they introduced Orange as Chris's best friend. And Orange Cassie was talking about him, Chris, and best friends. Here's the thing. I think that you can distance her from best friends without completely removing her from best yeah. friends. Like, for instance, yeah. she can come out for the saves. She's not hanging out with him all the time, much like they've done with Orange Cassidy. They're right. with him sometimes, but not all of the time. Mm-hmm. You, it, you don't see as many backstage segments with them all together. They're kind of doing their they're doing their separate thing, which apparently includes running physically running to Tony Khan's office to demand an opportunity to take the belt off their good friend Orange Cassidy. That's right. Which led to the battle royal, or or stick up for him, which Trent did by taking yeah. by taking the elimination. Getting kicked in the head, taking the elimination to, to save Orange Cassidy, which I thought yeah. was really great. So Dallypool has a very disturbing question here. Oh, gosh. Snog, marry, avoid. That's his safe uh, version of FMK. I can't go there. Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, Vince Russo. No, I, none of those. I can, I can give you a decent version of, of an answer here. The worst part of this is I just thought of an answer. I can't even say it. I would marry Jim Cornette mm-hmm. because even though he is an asshole, he really, we can talk Mid-South, we can talk old school wrestling, and hopefully keep out of all the modern things that he's an idiot about. And also, I know good and well, he really loves Greasy Spoon Diners, which, as do I, which explains the, the image you're looking at right now. All right. So the other one, so avoid oh, he, Vince Russo, and then yeah, yeah, I'd avoid Vince Russo, which means I'm yeah. snogging Eric Bischoff, mm. and that would make me puke. I would throw up. Ugh. Let's get okay. back to his top five. He's let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's finish the top five. So put Darby five. I think that was right. Like you said. Put him over first. I think yeah. that's accurate. I think he could be first, but I don't think his future is long for this. He business. could be first, but he's probably going to be last. Yeah. Let me pull um, this up again to see who else is on here. Sammy. I think Jungle Sammy tonight. Dominic. Yeah. Sammy showed removed from Chris Jericho, his own man. I think he can be phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. he can really be phenomenal. And um, let's see. Jungle I think Boy. If Jungle Boy gets. That He's personality gonna... transplant that he needs. Yeah. I think I think a heel much like Dominic, mm-hmm. I think if he can find that inner heel, yeah, that will be the key to unlocking his future. If he can't find it, he's stuck where he is. Okay. I think we have to place Sammy above Jungle Boy in this packing order. So. Yeah. Okay. So right now we've got Sammy, Jungle Boy, and then beneath that. Darby Allen, even though he could be above. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So this leaves Hook and Dominic Mysterio. Where do we place them? I haven't watched recent Dominic Mysterio where he's actively cucking Buddy Murphy. <laughs> um he but I is think... fantastic. Okay. In what he does. Now okay. can he be Oh, I look at these guys and I'm like, can any of these guys be a world champion? Yeah. Darby Allen's the only one I can think of that can headline a promotion right now. Yeah. And, and probably we, in the next three or four years. We don't know if Hook can can cut a promo. Yeah. Um, I really love the way Hook carries himself, 
But also, I think Hook is the smallest one of these guys, yep. and they're all small. They're yeah, all small. They're all very small. Which is why I was Dar- always for a Darby. Little... That's a plus. Yeah, yeah, because that's his thing. He's thrown around by big guys. Right. I think Darby would be the guy if we knew he was going to stay in wrestling, but I don't think he's going to stay in wrestling. I think. I think. Yeah. So Sammy, would you put Dominic above Jungle Boy? Yes. Okay, so Sammy, Dominic, Jungle Boy. Where do you place Hook here? Is Hook above Jungle Boy? No, I think he's below. Oh, my God. I think I there's a him, reason they don't like I'd him put talk. him a little above. Yeah, but I think with the right... Man, it sucks because like if, if Hook were with like a Don Callis or a Paul Heyman, yeah. but you any guy you'd put him with, you know who he needs to be with? Hook would be great with our boy who was on the um who was on the pre-show. Uh what's his name off? Uh Stokely? Stokely Hathaway because Stokely might be the only man that we're talking about here who's a great talker who's mm-hmm. not bigger than Hook. He mm-hmm. might be but he's closest no, he's to Hook's size. <laughs> yeah. He's so Yeah. <laughs> um so that's as good as I think you're going to get out of us as to where we would place them. Let us know in the comments um, or on Twitter. If you're listening on uh if you're listening to this via podcast, um, where you would have, where you would put these five guys. Let's see. Orange city owes Trent another title shot inside. Um, I'd really <laughs> like to, I'd really like to watch that. Um, yeah. All right. So well, do you put this, Andy, I want to. I need. To, I need a little bit more definition here. You're asking Dally Pool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I love questions like that. Andy Bowen is asking, "Would you put Takeshi in your top five? Do you mean top five overall in wrestling in AEW?" I think, I think that. I think he's asking that future top five. Oh, I think Takeshi. I think would he'd be, be number one. He'd be number one in that group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if Darby Allen was staying in wrestling. It would be tough to figure out which of those two I'd put mm-hmm. number one or two. I think Takeshita, I know even with sometime that, in the next, sometime in the next six months, you're going to see Takeshita take on Kenny Omega. Yeah, and that's going to be a big deal. I'm I'm curious if they're going to go Takeshita Kenny, or they'll go Takeshita Abushi, if they are indeed bringing in Abushi to join the elite. Probably both. Those would be phenomenal yeah. matches. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, so this this pay-per-view that we just watched, mm-hmm. my God, things are falling over over here, which that's an evergreen statement. Um, this versus Revolution, which mm-hmm. I thought was one of was a lesser AW pay-per-view, not bad at all, but lesser than the others. Hmm. Do you do you keenly remember Revolution, and was this a better show? Um, I remember if you just asked me without even thinking about it, I would have said revolution was a better show. Okay. Uh, hangman page versus John defeat John Moxley. The only MJF Brian Danielson four, three, right. That that the best Iron Man match I've ever seen. Yeah. Amazing. You know, blood feud match. Yeah. uh, Ricky Starks beat Chris, Chris Jericho. Um, yeah, there was a lot of great stuff that came out of that. By the way, Kevin, we've said it before, and I want to reiterate. 
AEW has its flaws. It has real flaws. Mm -hmm. But I've seen the best tag team match I've ever seen on an Mm -hmm. AEW. Maybe the second best tag team match I've ever seen. We've got the best Iron Man match we've ever had. We have had the best, uh, just watch the best battle royal that's ever happened. Traditional battle royal. When you go through all these matches, these special type matches, AW and on almost every single one has given us the best of all time. And the thing is, I can't remember offhand which ones it, it which ones it was, but I can almost guarantee you we've had the best six man matches of all time in AW. Hmm. Yeah, see. I. I, I think a lot of that has to do with taste because I think they, yeah. they do a kind of wrestling that we both are into. And yeah. Um, so, but it's yeah. not I mean, just, there's, there's a reason like, that we post a weekly show talking about it because yeah, it, it, it really, it really is the, the kind of wrestling I like, they do better than anybody else yeah. regularly. And the things that they don't do as well, um are interesting enough to uh he to talk about right yeah. so like that what he tries to do even when he's not doing it well it's not like wwe was a couple of years ago where it just turned me off and i just didn't want to watch anymore i'm interested yeah. in the mistakes they make i'm interested in the different uh the things um that uh they do by the way before we get to dally pool's newest question Thank you, Daddy Pool. Just That's stumbled awesome. on this channel at random, liked and subbed. We really appreciate that, Daddy Pool. We really hope you will you will check out our weekly podcast and and to to listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you're a podcast listener, um, go to Fight Game Media. Look up Fight Game Media. Subscribe to that every Tuesday. Our weekly show called The Boom pops up, and I hope you'll check it out. And I uh, yep. hope you'll stick around. There's loads of reasons to hate me, but we hope you'll stick around for my man, Kevin Ely, <laughs> who sometimes gets dengue fever and has to take a sometimes. weekend off. Sometimes. Yeah. Rare so, occasion. But so you this gotta, will be published on the feed, uh, on the podcast feed, too. This, uh, this, this is going to come out in the morning. Listen, you're watching the episode right now. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of the talk online of Kenny Omega being better than Pete Kurt Angle? I think Kurt now, you think Kurt Angle in 2023 is better than Kenny? Uh, can't go okay. there. Can't go there. We just, am, you're talking to two guys who were just talking about how AEW makes the kind of wrestling we like. So that's that's going to be a non-starter conversation. I'm going to say something a little controversial here. I'm going to okay. get serious heat for this. Okay. I may have to hide for a few weeks. I like Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I don't love Kenny Omega. That's and fair. To me, there's something about the way he works that I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it doesn't matter. I don't think it's, to me, it doesn't surpass like old school Ricky Steamboat and things mm-hmm. like that. And I don't know mm-hmm. why, because I know Kenny is phenomenal. I know mm-hmm. he is. And uh, here, so here, I think yeah. Pete Kurt Angle I might put above Kenny Omega right now. I would possibly. I would. Um, but but Kurt Angle 
in 20 in like 2009 no 2005 when he was in tna Mm -hmm. it was painful to watch that man walk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not wrestle literally walk i could look at him and tell the amount of back pain he was in and knee pain he was in and he still had great matches still had me great matches so now you talk peak versus peak yeah i put 2023 kurt angle well below any kitty omega (laughs) but peak i think i'm going a little i think i'm going to go with kurt angle and i know that's going to be a little bit controversial here's what i would now will osprey 2023 yeah I might put him above Pete Kurt Angle. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty damn good. I would put Pete Kenny Uh above Pete Kurt Angle. Okay. I would say Pete Kenny would be that his new Japan run before he started a. Right. I think. I would put most, probably 90% or 80% of Kenny's career, 80% of Kurt Angle's career was better than that. Okay. That's fair. Well, maybe not eight percent because he wrestled so long after he was hurt. But Pete, gonna... Pete Kurt Angle is better than most of the Kenny you're going to see. But Pete Kenny is state of the art wrestling. I'm going to pull this up. Um, I that think it's from Belfast, Ireland. What time of day is it right now? You're up oh, late. Yeah, I think. What are y'all? Eight hours? I think y'all are eight hours ahead. Oh, is in it? Ireland. It could be morning. Could you just yeah? So I think some... it's early in the it's early in the morning in Ireland. Okay. I think because I went. I always I think know. of our friend uh, David, who stays up to watch these shows, and yeah, he's like, in he's in England, I believe. Um, up all night. Yeah, Dally, but we really. I was wondering because I was like, I don't recognize this name from from the Discord, from the Facebook. Really, really love having you here. Um, but I think, from my money, while American, I think American viewers look at Kenny as the best wrestler in the world, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, clearly, always. I always looked as, at Okada as the A side of those classic Kenny Okada matches that mm-hmm. got Kenny where people are talking about him as the mm-hmm. best in the world, and he's clearly awesome. He's phenomenal, but I always thought I, I still think Okada is just a little bit better. I think so too. We're well rounded. Nice. <laughs> Charlie Poole says at six thirty a.m. He's on the Guinness all night. We really appreciate <laughs> you having you. We really appreciate having you here, man. We generally try and cap this at ninety minutes, so we're about to wrap up. Um, yeah. So, Kevin, favorite match of the night? Um, it's that's tough to me. There's I, three. There's three yeah. bangers. There's three bangers on this one. Dally Pool, whoever else is here, I'm assuming Sam is still here. Let mm-hmm. us know in the comments what your favorite match of the night was. I would on uh, AW Dynamite. I would uh, put Anarchy, Anarchy in the arena. It just there's it's just that's what the show is built all around. Yeah, I really really want to say it was the Battle Royal, which I loved. Yeah, but Anarchy in Arena was was the one. Anarchy in the arena made me cringe. It made me laugh. It made me. Oh my God. I, I, I loved we, that we got Claudio just spinning, spinning a young buck in, <laughs> in the a, concession In a area. double screen, in a split screen, where in one you have yes. the most pro wrestling move yeah. in the world, and on the other one, a man's driving a fork into another man's head. <laughs> really, like, how can, like, anybody who's listened to this for any amount of time knows I love the ridiculous chaos you get out of pro wrestling and you don't get a more ridiculous chaos than that 
one man spinning, one man's getting stabbed with a fork. Yeah. Later on, people are multiple people are getting stabbed in the head. Attempted murder happened on our screens. Yeah. Got st- on the night that Art Anderson ate a man's finger, yeah. getting people stabbed <laughs> to the head with screwdrivers. A lot happened. A there lot a happened. Little, so much happened. We had an exploding Nike. Yeah, if we had more time to think about it, like the twenty most audacious things to happen on this show. Yeah. I'd love we might we might should do that next week. So which is next more Tuesday morning. Which was it's, more yeah. What we should have a heat in it. What was the most savage move on the show? And it would be like Yeah. You gotta rank between um the fork to the head, the exploding Nike, or um the line about yeah. Dominic Mysterio. Hit us <laughs> That's right. That's right. A claim <laughs> slipped in there. Hit us up, like hit me up at Peppermint Fatty. That's F A T T Y on Twitter. Let me know what you think that number one moment was when it comes to that when it comes to just the ridiculous the ridiculousness of pro wrestling yeah dominic mysterio the finger being eaten the exploding nike and um i feel like that should be the young bucks new superpower that should be the new finisher if only they could make the head i wish they could have had like a way to set mox but little hair moxley had on fire (laughs) as the result of that yeah now that's I, th- I think Sabu could have helped him with that backstage. Mm-hmm. I really do. We did see a fireball tonight. Oh, here's one thing we didn't talk about, Kevin. Hmm. I know we need to go in the next couple minutes, but we did not talk about the return of the wizard. That's right. Some, a some lot. Poor, some poor backstage assistant. A lot of like AEW staff had really bad nights tonight. Yeah. Aubrey Edwards was completely annihilated. Some poor staffer has had his face burned off. God knows how many more fingers Arn Anderson's eaten backstage. Who knows if we'll ever find that out. It was a yeah. rough night. And and uh, by the way, also Justin Roberts, the dapper yapper, was assaulted. Yes. It, was a, it was assault and battery. It was both. Yeah. By, uh, I believe it was, was it John Moxley? Uh, Brian Danielson took his coat. Brian and, was and, having a night, man. Brian yeah, was all Justin over the Roberts place. was flashing back to the, uh, <laughs> and I, I love that the right, commentators PTSD. called it out that he had PTSD from when Brian Danielson got himself fired from WWE. <laughs> By the way, somebody in the, somebody in the discord, somebody in the discord was saying that their dad was watching with them. And he's like, and the dad said at one point, why do the commentators keep shitting all over each other? Yeah. Which is a yeah. great question. It's a great question. It is question. an excellent question. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we need to wrap it up. Um, everybody follow me at Peppermint Fatty um, on everything. Kevin, where do they follow you at? Kevin Ely on everything. I'm barely on Facebook anymore, though. So basically Twitter, Instagram. That's right. Our, our El Capitan, Garrett Gonzalez, got banned from Facebook which I did at one point, but luckily I got back. He is not yet. He so is not moved, bothered. We moved everything to the Discord. Again, if you want to join the Discord, um, GG at FightGameMedia.com. From me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, have a great week, everybody, and we hope to see you back here again next Tuesday for another brand-new episode of The Boom. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.